I'm Mr. Potato Head, and this is Best Week Ever. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in. This week we'll be talking about Rugrats and Nickelodeon um, joining with Paramount Pictures, Avatar Studios, Chris Delia, Sia as well, and for Worst Week Ever, we have a pretty funny one, so stick around and enjoy. All right, I'm going to talk about a few podcasts that I love listening to. One of them is Bad Romance. Their hosts are Jordan and Bronwyn. Jordan is a critic and screenwriter and comedian, and Bronwyn is a writer and a comedian as well. They both record from Queens or Brooklyn, and they critique bad romantic movies. And we're not talking about rom-coms. We are talking about all romantic movies. Uh, they have five seasons, so... Um, and I think it's up to, like, 45 episodes a seasons a season. So you can literally like go through it like a library and you can pick out one of your favorites kind of like the good old days of blockbusters but with critics, funny critics, and they have hosts. A bit of a warning, they are not afraid to go off and talk smack about your favorite rom-coms but honestly some of them are really bad. Like after re-watching the movie Drive Me Crazy with Melissa Joan Hart and Adrian Greer from Entourage, you find things about the movie that you didn't notice. Like, did you know that whole movie is based in Utah? I look at it way differently now that I know that bit of information. I don't know why it bothers me so much. And I just found out this year. And remember how disturbing their parents were in the like the relationship in the movie? Like shit like that. So weird. Well, anyway, they talk about things like that and I love it just because not only are they critiquing, but they find more information about all the movies of behind the scenes. Sidework podcast Two veteran waitresses like myself, Brooke Van Poplin and Andrea Wallace, combine current news, trends in the service industry, and food. They also bring in hosts who have had service um, experience in the serving industry. And trust me, a lot of your favorite comedians, writers, actors have all waited tables uh, while making it out there, myself included. <laughs> Uh, there's 112 episodes. They got picked up by Last Podcast Network, another cool um, podcast network you should check out. Also, um, Last Podcast on the Left is a great podcast. My favorite part in each episode is their server-submitted stories where you hear from servers all across the nation tell their crazy stories while working and serving. And you know shit is always going down in a restaurant. Mostly are complaints about customers, which I love because I do miss waiting tables. Not because of the customers, but the people I worked with, of course. Um, and through this Panda Express, it's been very difficult. 
and they really make it better listening to their podcast. Telling their stories and their takes of serving, um, they're really hilarious. I really recommend if you are in the serving industry right now or you have in the past, this is for you. Um, <clears throat> my worst serving story would have to be Mother's Day. I don't remember the date. It had to be like 2013. Anyway, um, it was Mother's Day, and I don't know if you've ever been to a restaurant on Mother's Day, but it's fucking busy. Like, look at your waiters. <laughs> In a, like, if they're not sweating, literally, like, up to their end. Anyway, this table had to be, like, 18 top. I had this... 18 top table and I think like four or five tables outside in the patio and this 18 top was inside um it was so bad mother's day because it filled up obviously I thought I could handle both food did not come out in time the kitchen was backed up uh this lady literally yelled at my face and said this is the worst mother's day I've you've ever done to me like I don't know in the I just remember the worst mother's day ever I just remember those words and I'm just like cool like I miss my parents because you know they're across the country but still man the serving industry I get it Therapy, da 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 therapy, Real life couple Naomi and Andy invite guests and read listener emails asking for advice on relationships. And it's not just like lover relationships of boyfriend and girlfriend, it's like sibling, family, mom, like um, even friendships. The two are stand-up comedians, and they invite comedians and actors, like celebrities and beyond. They're both going through quarantine, and I can't believe we're already going through a paniversary. But they're both hilarious, and their advice is really helpful and insightful. Check out Couples Therapy. You're going to love their theme song. You in Danger Girl... Comedian Queen Janelle James just started her new podcast, You're in Danger Girl, and I should really thank her sister Tangie for making her do it. She invites her friends to watch sexy erotic thrillers. She points out red flags on the film and crazy dates from their guests and stories from listener emails. She cracks me up and all the stories are relatable. I mean, we've all seen red flags in someone that we've dated and ignored and we stay why but she jokes about the film as they recap oldies but goodies my favorite episode uh, episode is with Roy Wood Jr. I love him he's from the Daily Show and he's hilarious on Twitter um support her podcast and please give it a listen you're gonna laugh so much my sweet Twitter friend, Molly MacLear, started a new podcast with her friend, Brian. Um, she's been covering Laguna Beach with him, 
who's never seen it and he's born and raised from Laguna Beach so technically a local anyway they're recapping the show through solid listen podcast which is kind of like a paywall but they started a new podcast that you can download right now where they recap every what everyone is talking about on the internet from reddit to twitter to fanfic to tiktok they cover it all and molly is legit amazing brian cracks me up because of his reactions but molly really is um she's just really insightful and literally knows what to say uh so far they came out with one episode and it's definitely a new favorite but yeah molly's knowledge in pop culture is an a plus plus chef kiss and brian's reaction to takes and stories again with listening is just you're gonna crack up so please listen to their new podcast trend lately guys did you know rugrats are coming back and i actually saw a clip of it and it doesn't look so bad i know it's computerized differently because you know um kids just don't like animation the way that we grew up with they really like that computer crap i don't know anyway um they are um paramount pictures just came out that they are reflecting nickelodeon so um they are coming with a bunch of nickelodeon like reboots one of them is fairly odd parents um so far, I'm in for the Nickelodeon, like, Rugrats, because they got the same cast. It looks, the, it looks the same, you know, same stories. They're not growing up like the Powerpuff Girls. And Paramount Pictures is bringing in a lot in the table. They are also bringing back Frasier, which... I'm, I don't know, kind of torn about it because you don't, you weren't, they're not bringing the whole cast back. Obviously, John Mahoney passed away in 2018. He played Martin Crane. He was the father of Frasier. And Eddie's not going to be there, obviously, you know? Like, Frasier, do you really need to come back? You know what needs to come back? Did you know Frasier is like, the producer for most of your favorite like shows like girlfriends the game um i think was it moesha or uh, half and half i'm watching half and half right now guys but yeah he like produced a lot of them which is amazing so bring back that for me like I don't I love you Frasier but you end it perfectly well I'd rather see the other shows come back also Avatar Studios are creating contact based on the world of Avatar kind of like the new Avengers they are also creating on am animated series original creators are in this means more storylines and characters with potentially be explored more i love avatar the cartoon it it's my sister's favorite and we bond over it and my partner actually loves that show too i got him into it 
but the live version really sucked guys and honestly the cartoon show is so great and it ended so beautifully like I'm torn about this whole thing of even it existing but the fact that the creators are in and they're not out anymore makes me totally interested in the whole idea of exploring the characters. But yes, back to the Paramount pictures about the fairly odd parents. I just found out that Drake Bell might play him. I don't I don't know. It's a live version. Just keep it animated, guys, please. The Chris Delia video. It's a video because it's not an apology. He first comes out defending himself in the video. And I'm sorry, but that is not an apology. He was trying to justify his actions right off the bat. 40 years old, preying on freshly 18-year-olds. It's like, again, what do these people talk about? He was obviously grooming these young women. He is the adult. And this guy does not respect women. I don't think he's funny. I don't like how he separates women and men and like it's so fratty and crap boyish and it's so 2008. You know what I mean? Also, what are you saying sorry for? Did you hear what he is saying sorry for? Because just like Justin Timberwolf, you're saying sorry but not specifying for what you're sorry about. I understand taking accountability, but this ain't how you do it. This guy is from Montclair, New Jersey, close to where I'm from. Such a bad representation, but I never liked this dude. And I just found out that he also has a newborn baby, which is like, that's rough. Super rough, dude. Have you heard about Sia being the new Michael Jackson? A quote has been circling around Twitter where Sia has said, I can't do a project without Maddie Ziegler, who is about like 16. I know what some of you guys are thinking that I might be reaching. But let me just quote what Maddie Ziegler's mom just revealed. She would have weekly sleepovers when she was like 12 in Sia's bed. I know my culture is probably different from how I'm raised, but you wouldn't really catch me sleeping with my Nanya Banchi. Nanya is like <laughs> uh, my dad's cousin, but like I would call her my Nanya. Anyway, you just learned something new about Ecuadorian slang, I guess. But then again, like, not even my godmother, who's my aunt, I, I love her to death. Like, we do sleep on the same bed, but, like, we never, like, I don't know. It's just weird. <laughs> um, The mom quotes that they are, like, sisters. They love to snuggle together. I mean, don't come at me. I'm reading what they put out there, and I'm sorry. This shit ain't normal. They are 27 years apart. What are they bonding over? I mean, I know I bond with my friend's, I guess, 10-year-old, but we don't have sleepovers. <laughs> I don't know. This is grooming. Um, 
in my opinion. <laughs> uh, there's talks about her cameo in the movie, too, which is raising eyebrows. The people surrounding this teen is kind of weird. Like, starting with her makeup artist getting a tattoo of her teeth. I, it has to, I blame this on the parents. Like, yeah, these parents. Like, why are you letting these people hang out around your kid? I don't know. And the controversy on Sia casting a non-autistic actor to play autistic. Who is it? Maddie. Um, her replies and reactions are just really disgusting and childish. Advocacy organization sponsor Autism Speak. They usually research and conduct um, like casting and are part of films if there's um, an autistic character in the movie because they like to represent autistic actors for autistic roles. Um, but what makes this new Sia movie with Kate Hudson and Maddie Ziegler is that Sia's Sia nor her production they haven't reached out to Autism Speaks to represent the casting for actors in the film or um, yeah they it's horrible because autistic characters should be played by autistic by autistic actors and clearly Sia has no true relationships with an autistic person. There's a lot of offense in cultural racism as well in this movie. Um, yeah, the fact that Kate Hudson's in it is not a good look. It's weird, first of all, because <laughs> Kate Hudson's supposed to be her grandma in the movie. I don't know. And just... This girl playing autistic, it's just bad representation, and I side with the autistic community. But you will be hearing more news about Sia and her weird behavior. I'm sure it'll be popping up more. Um, Twitter can be a really nasty bitch, I'll tell you what, because they will pull up videos of past, and yeah. I'm pretty sure that's going to happen. It just sucks because I really do like Sia's music. Um, it just reminds me of when I lived in Southeast Asia. And I <laughs> um, worked in a laughing gas booth at a club on the beach in Kotao. This was 2012, I guess, guys. Yeah, it was really fun. I got to teach... <laughs> customers how to inhale a laughing gas balloon um yeah I can't wait to tell my daughter that yeah right anyways if you don't know what laughing gas balloon is I highly don't recommend looking it up but Sia's music reminds me of that time <laughs> for my worst week ever award I like to give it out to Jurgen Teller who was a photographer for W Magazine uh, these are horrible photo shoots. They look like my college best friend can take better pictures than this. He was just starting as a photographer too, and I'm 
Like, not only does did this photographer do this so lazily, it was photographed so lazily, he didn't even blur out the car's license plates on the photos. And I'm pretty sure these are like, like you gotta look at these cars. These are just everyday regular cars. So these gotta be everyday regular people license plates just being blown up there on a magazine right now. They have Jonathan Majors looking pissed, posing in front of a tree. George Clooney looking like a true dad holding two bikes. And um, Tessa Thompson looks like she's doing her portfolio it, as a college student. I don't know who these pictures are for, but we didn't deserve this. Not even in a panoramic. If you have Twitter, you know exactly what pictures I'm talking about. Even the picture with Steve Yoon just like slouched over. He tweeted it me. That caption alone makes me know that these pictures came out looking stupid. Have you seen the James Gordon? <laughs> James Corden, right? I don't know. Who cares? I don't like that guy. Anyway, he's just like wearing a Gucci. <laughs> uh... You see why I don't like those kids? Anyway, he's wearing like a Gucci jacket on a folding chair. It it they they look like they're at a barbecue party. Honestly, like th these pictures remind me of me at my friend's barbecue trying to look artsy as fuck. <laughs> but yes, this photographer and W magazine, you guys worst week. And that is all for this week. I'm going to try and keep up with TV. I've literally have been putting TV on hold. It's pretty bad. But I have to check back in this Sunday because it's the Golden Globes. And we all know how messy the Golden Globes are now that their little stint has been revealed. So you know how Emily in Paris got nominated well, there's a reason why she got nominated. I say she like it's it's not the actress's fault. It is the filming production of this show's fault. Bribing the Foreign Foreign Press Association. Yeah, so it also revealed that that whole committee is white. And not one person of color is obviously on there. It makes a lot of sense why they put Minari in a foreign language film. When obviously it's an American film. It just is in Korean, but it's spoken in English too. We've already talked about this. I don't need to go into it. But yeah, we will... Definitely be jumping more into that next week, obviously. We'll see how the Golden Globes are, especially, especially, since we are still in a pantalones. Yeah, we'll see how that will turn out. But once again, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you guys on Wednesday. Bye.